Hello, you're listening to another episode of Uncomfortable, comfortable conversations around uncomfortable topics. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Uncomfortable, the podcast. My name is Debbie Roach, I'm your host and I am incredibly excited because this is the first of two episodes that we are doing around periods and menstrual cycles. My absolute favourite topic and it's something that I don't feel is talked about enough so I am so honoured that I have two amazing guests who are willing to have this conversation with me. Now, I'm going to keep the guest for part two a secret, but for part one, I'll be chatting to Denicia Hilton. And Denicia is a doctor of oriental medicine and a holistic period and fertility strategist. Now, Denicia noticed girls, teens, women were living with unpleasant menstrual cycles. They were confused about themselves and their cycle. They were unaware of their bodies and were living fragmented lives. And she felt this was the effects of what she calls period bypassing. However, she noticed this shift when they started to learn and tune in to their menstrual cycles. This is a great conversation with Denisea. She is so passionate about this topic. We talk about what bypassing means. We talk about what it means to get in tune with your menstrual cycle and how powerful that can be. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. As always, there's some adult language. If you are listening, please pop on your headphones. Otherwise, enjoy. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Podcast. I am very excited to have you on. So thanks for agreeing to be on the show. Yes, me too. <laughs> I'm like, who gets this excited about being uncomfortable? <laughs> I know, right? And I mean, it's funny, and I, I mentioned this to quite a few people that I interview. Usually the people I'm interviewing are very comfortable about the topic, which is why I have you on here, to make other people comfortable. But then it's like the name of the podcast, I guess, is a bit kind of false advertising, I suppose. <laughs> So I might have to consider changing it, like, comfortable conversations. About the uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I will work on potentially renaming it, but um, we are talking today about one of my um, favorite subjects. And I won't lie, uh, I have a bit of a fascination about having conversations around, like, bodily functions and bodily fluids. So periods being something that I'm fascinated by and love to talk to other people about. I'm also fascinated about poop. I, we've already, I'm hoping that's a future episode. And uh, we've already had someone on talking about like vaginal discharge and fluids and stuff too. So I love these topics and I'm really glad that you do. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so, 
Disney can talk about all of those. Like, <laughs> I know. Well, these and those other things may come into this, right? Because it's yeah. all connected, as we know. Um. So before we get too into the nitty gritty, do tell us a little bit about yourself and your current project, the Period Bypass. Yes. I mean, so let's see here. Where I'm at today in regards to um, period bypassing and developing that concept and just really getting, you know, what I call minds, hearts, and uteruses, uh, kind of wondering and, and kind of going, mm -hmm. it, it all started with me being in grad school. So as I'm studying um, to be a doctor of oriental medicine, that's where I really started learning about um, menstrual health in our gynecology, you know, our gynecology segment. And that's when I'm like, this is quite interesting to me that what I grew up with as accepting and being told like it's fine it's just a couple few days just kind of like put some heat um, on your abdomen or like take some ibuprofen or whatever that I'm now being trained as a physician to look for as being signs of pathology mm. and so then that's when I was like that's when at first hit me like if if you kind of like think of a lighter and it's just like like that light it, it's just that spark mm -hmm. it didn't really light just yet it was just the spark part and so like so it just kind of like got me a little bit curious but then I was like hmm this is interesting um and then I kind of moved on and I'm like okay now I actually really like women's health like let me stick with this you know then like you know fast forward some time and now I'm like in a training and in this training so cool training um and i incorporate it now with um with those that are in my mentorship right so um it's magnet therapy and i'm there and i'm listening to the teacher and i'm like this is so cool and at the same time i'm picking up that something's up with him like i'm picking something i'm picking up on and i'm not quite sure what it is and then eventually he goes in to tell us about the story of his wife who had passed and i'm like this is it like, this is what I was picking up on. Um, well, she actually passed from a rare tumor that I ended up getting when I was a teenager. And so I'm sitting here like, wait a second, like, what, what did he just say? And I knew the tumor's name when he said it. Mm. And um, <clears throat> because what happened was after graduating from high school i went in to get my last physical before going into undergrad and then pretty much was just like we're gonna put you on birth control like the mom's picture on birth control and blah, blah blah and i'm like oh my god like fine i'm not even doing anything <laughs> fine and so it ended up being like okay well what are my options and just kind of like well pill shot patch I'm like, well, I'm not going to want to take the pill every day. Um, we know how I do with shots. I mean, I do acupuncture now, so, like, it's a little bit better, but shots are just different. And so, so and then, like, with the patch. So, I'm like, I'll just do the patch. Well, during that whole time, like, oh, now I get through my first year. I'm at home during the summer and doing, my mom is very adamant about teaching us about doing breast self-exams. And so, while doing the exam, I find a mask. And I was like, screaming mom and she's like what what you know that that like yeah, <laughs> so, yeah and i'm like there's something there's something and i'm like oh my gosh oh my gosh and so like 
we, she makes the appointment. They're completely downplaying it. Like, oh, well, you have dense breasts and that's most likely a fibroadenoma. Those are common in your age, blah, blah. My mom was very insistent, like mom's intuition kind of thing. And they pushed forward to actually removing it. And then thinking like, I'm thinking like, okay, I think the worst is gone, like whatever. No, they, I get the call that wants you to come in before the follow-up. Oh. And yeah, so then that's the one where you're like, something's not right, something's not right. Yeah. And so it turns out the tumor had actually did start spreading. And so they needed to go back in and then see if they can actually get it all before needing to go to some other form of treatment. So this is all like as a teenager, right? So the gift out of being in that class that I wasn't even supposed to be at, by the way, a teacher said, Denise, you just do it, just help me, did that day. Like, oh, thanks so much, you know? That day, me listening to him and understanding was when now that same like lighter that had the little spark, now the flame kind of like goes. Mm -hmm. Because that's when I realized like, wow, how hers developed, her breast cancer developed was because she was put on synthetic hormones to manage her menopause symptoms. So now I realize, holy guacamole, I have a sensitivity to synthetic hormones and most likely just completely overloaded with that. Now I could, you could probably add in a lot of the other um, spiritual aspects to things related to breast cancer, mm-hmm. as well as what was going on in my life at that time. Um, but like to really see that that was like what was happening for me, right? And in essence, like all of that with the menstrual cycle, like lack of education, miseducation, the okay, here's the birth control, like but not really fully disclosing potential effects about the birth control Mm. right um so like all of that kind of culminated um and 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 now adding in okay now i'm a practicing physician i'm like focused on reproductive health you're this period of fertility strategist like well what started happening was out of these conversations i'm picking up on patterns and the patterns that i was picking up on it was just pretty much like oh, like these women, a lot of women are walking around here, like really unaware of their bodies, really confused. And not only that, but actually like not confident in themselves because we just walked around being told this, like accept this, or like, I'm not gonna tell you about your cycle from a holistic perspective. Like, I'm not really gonna tell you the effects of this birth control that we prescribe all the time. I'm not gonna like, tell you this and then what happens is I found that like the women were being were fragmented and so like this fragmentation I envision like giraffe like that giraffe pattern that beautiful giraffe pattern but like you see how there's those like rivers and valleys of like Mm -hmm. white space right so I feel like in that white space women are trying to fill that white space because they're trying to get the pieces to come together because she we inherit intuitively and inherently want to be whole we want our wholeness to show we want our mind body and spirit to be in alignment and so what do we do to try to fill that right like we start to adopt these maladaptive behaviors or we start to 
go ahead and be victims of, of marketing. We are told it's inconvenient to have a cycle, so shut that sucker down. Or, you know, you don't really need a cycle, like some article recently that was saying, and I'm just like, what? And so, so this all, like, comes together to me in my head as period bypassing. And so, like, the experience I shared in my own, the experience I shared with these other women, ultimately comes to the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual harm that's done when there's miseducation or no education about holistic menstrual health. And the thing is, is that that's done for comfort, convenience, or control. I boiled down to those three things. The three C's. Yeah. Like that's why else would somebody not want to actually completely teach or be, or misinform um, or not teach at all about menstrual health? It's because there's that in those spaces of that giraffe pattern is where somebody can actually control and manipulate you. You can, they, they will sit there and say like, this is out of your convenience, you know? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that what seemed like an inconvenience, meaning the cramping, the heavy bleeding, the not bleeding at all, the, you know, the, um, serve the vaginal discharge like that's not really fertile mucus but it's really vaginal discharge um or the pms symptoms and all of that like that those symptoms is what was an inconvenience for you but like mm, you just engaged in cover-ups you engaged in band-aids yeah right because that's what was presented however if you were taught about menstrual health from the sense of those symptoms are giving you insight into what's happening with you physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I'm sure that changes the game for you a bit because now it's like, Hmm, my, my body is actually speaking to myself and I just didn't know how to interpret it this whole time. Like how would you interpret it? Cause I know like personally, I generally get headaches breast pain cramps and I get incredibly emotional and now I've learned that that's part of the symptoms and I need to rest or you know or sleep more take care of myself maybe take more vitamin d or whatever uh, you know supplements that will help but like is there sometimes I'm like why do I get headaches is there anything I could do in a from a natural perspective to kind of prevent those headaches or is there a reason is there a valid reason that I'm getting those and I should interpret them in a, a more kind of positive manner if um, that makes sense. yeah and it does it makes a lot of sense to me um <clears throat> this is the <laughs> this is the thing when we start asking questions like this is that you'd have to be willing to go internal, right? And you'd have to be willing to go internal and observe what else is going on in your life, mm-hmm. right? So um, examples of what I teach, what I teach the women to start observing and logging is like, what's your digestion like? Mm. What, what, what is the shape of the poop? What color is the poop? How many times a day are you pooping? Like, you know, yeah. 
or I love that poop just came into this but, already. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you, you planted that seed, so I, I was know, like, I you know, gotta right? go there. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, also though, I want to know how you're feeling emotionally, like what's actually happening there. Um, in that same log, start logging what you're doing, like mm. that day, right? Um, what else is going on, like? And I say that it's all of this that comes together because, and including what you're eating and what you're mm. drinking, um, because that's the first step is that you'd have to, to be there. You'd have to come to that awareness and that awareness only comes from you actually paying attention and yeah. then logging it. Right. And so <clears throat> then you're able to see like from a, from a bird's eye view of potential patterns so you know then you can move from there so it's kind of it's it's hard when people ask those questions like of what can I do with mm -hmm. there's a, a a lot that you can do there is there's a lot that you, I can easily sit there and name like five different supplements that could potentially help I could go into all these other things herbs yeah. that could help too but the thing is is that I need you to know you and I need to know you. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, everyone's different and yeah. Right. And so like, what is it about you? Mm -hmm. Your cycle is unique to you. And I, I think this is like, this is how a lot of women period bypass themselves is because they think that they're just like another woman. And it's like, no, you're not. You're yeah. uniquely walking your path and your cycle is a representation of that. Right. So you can, there are some things that you can generalize, right? Um, one of the things that, if it's PMS that I really pay attention to, is, hmm, like, what is it that she's really like, especially mentally, emotionally? There is the physical thing, but I think even then, the way that you might be eating is due to a mental, emotional change, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So is there more stress right is there more anxiety is there frustration and irritability are, are the things that you're frustrated about are they actually repeated patterns of things that you're frustrated with mm -hmm. you know so then it's like each cycle is going to show that internal frustration because it's still present and you're still around that, it's still in your environment. And so then you have a response to it. Yeah. Now, sometimes over time, what we'll see is that other symptoms might rise and then you think that it's new, but actually it's just because that original one wasn't taken care of. And so mm. it just progressed, right? Like and, into and something now, else. Right. Yeah. And so that's where we start to see like, more fibroids or more PCOS cysts or if there are cysts there but then you could still have it choose where the PCOS symptoms will worsen even if it's not cysts um or you start seeing it with endometriosis like pain may get worse um and so it's kind of it's like what is it about like I, I really like to go that's my style is I like to yeah. encourage you to go to that place of like, hmm, like you want to talk about getting uncomfortable, 
try asking somebody who literally can sit there and tell you like how busy they are with xyz and blah 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 blah. and i'm asking you to sit quietly and start logging what's happening with yourself oh i know like i personally feel that because even though i have these conversations and as i've mentioned to many people this is like it is therapy to me and um, because it's a constant reminder that i need to do stuff like that i need to stop and i'm someone who just continuously wants to be busy and will make any excuse to do something and not sit and just take time for me or meditate or really tune into how I'm feeling or why something is happening. Um, and I know how valuable it is, but, but you're right. It's like you make every excuse not to do it because you don't want to sit with the discomfort. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just and it's painful. Right. And literally the pain is showing up in your cycle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So if you just had the shift in perspective of your of what your cycle is telling you, right. It's kind of like that place of like, imagine like, Hmm, I wonder what would happen if I did actually take yeah. this time. And then I actually learned more about this. You, you might pick up on patterns like, Whoa, I actually only drink about eight to 16 ounces of water a day. Yeah. Or I'm not even eating until XYZ time. Or like, hmm, I sleep. I'm actually not even really sleeping. Or I am sleeping, but it's not quality sleep. Mm. Right? All of these things like play a role. Or like, ugh, I cannot stand my job. I hate my job. Mm. And then, you know, you're frustrated, right? So like all of these create this stagnation and like in Eastern medicine, that's like one of the main things is like pain comes from stagnation, stagnation equals pain. Like, so yeah. like, and that pain to me can manifest physically, but the pain can also manifest mentally. Mm -hmm. The pain can be emotional pain. Yeah. The pain can be spiritual pain, right? And so it's like, we need to assess like what is this pain that's coming up for you more than likely the people people get most comfortable with identifying with their physical pain you know um yeah. so you kind of have to gently walk them through to the other type yeah it's like maybe start with that and then yeah i mean mm -hmm. it's it's almost sounds like therapy or counseling or something it's almost like you have to go down that route like yeah deal with your physical pain for sure but maybe and i see that i feel like everybody you know obviously given the finances if you had them because that going to counselor isn't cheap um should invest like if it's something you can do do it even if you don't think that you need it because we don't consider especially women um or you know someone who has a period we don't consider those period pains those pms symptoms to be emotional we just think it's part of our period we just suck it up because we're mm -hmm. like oh i got because that's, that's what we've been taught to do exactly right and that's the hashtag period bypass alert yes <laughs> like, yes you were taught to accept the pain mm -hmm. or just like dumb it this down. is a part of your life yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, here's Tylenol or ibuprofen or whatever painkillers that don't get me wrong. Some days to get through the day, you, you need to take them. And, mm -hmm. you know, but that's the, as you've mentioned, like that's a bandaid. That's just, it's not getting rid of the, the root of the problem. Right. Yeah. 
And that's where you'll have to like really truly ask yourself, like, what do you really want? Mm. You know, like, what is it that you actually really want? Like, I feel like my place right now is to help guide women into that self-actualization, mm. like into, into understanding and, and your inner being and your higher self. And like the way that, the way that we do, but I do that is through the menstrual cycle. Like I just yeah. kind of na- naturally went towards that. And as far as like, what is it that the cycle is telling you about yourself kind of thing. Um, but you have to get comfortable. I have to get comfortable. Like seriously like get comfortable with being uncomfortable like literally like that's the thing can (laughs) I just say that question like what is it that you really want terrifies me and it's something that I know I need to try and face and when people ask me that I could easily burst into tears you know Mm -hmm. because it's like the fear for some reason of figuring that out is so awful that I would rather just continue and like not and be busy and ignore it. And it's yeah, it's one of those things that I still I just still struggle with is that, that ultimate question, what is it you want? I really don't know. I don't know if I know and I don't know how to find out. But it, it's I know the the tools because I speak to people like you and I speak to other people on this podcast and I took a nutrition course in the past and now they're a yoga teacher and I, you know, a, a relatively spiritual person. It's like I know what to do, but I'm so scared of getting to the end of that question. Well, that I may, yeah. Yeah. May I offer something? Sure. <laughs> Please do. Because it just kind of came to me, um, is that I feel like there's so much focus on the so far ahead future when answering that question. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but then thinking that that is it, like that's your end goal. Rather, instead, reframing it to be what is it that you want next? And so it takes a pressure and Mm. off and to be to be spiritual um like there's misconceptions about that um i i the way that i interpret it and the way that i use it in in terms of spirituality is that we're connected and so like there's this this connection to other people there's this connection to our planet like there's this connection that's there Mm -hmm. um And so with that being said, there is an evolution. So like we are evolutionary beings. And so that's what we're doing every day is we're evolving. So when I ask that, what is it that you really want? What I'm asking is next, what is it that you would like to experience? You know, Mm -hmm. like you clearly, you're very clear as to what you don't like. Mm-hmm. but you're going to, but you're going to stick with it because that's where you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes people are just fearful of the unknown. They're fearful of, can I get there? Like they're feel fearful of like, am I crazy? Like to think that I, I want to like me entrepreneur, like I want a $50,000 a month, like every oh, yeah, month for, right? you know, don't we all? So it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, huh, but what do I have to, who do I have to be, right, to, to 
get that. Like to, if that is what I'm, I'm wanting, if that's what I'm desiring to live and be like, then who do I have to be? And if it's not happening now, it ain't this person. So yeah. Right. It's not this person. So that means that I gotta be like, I, I need to evolve more. Mm. And so it's like that, that pain of that people might experience as they're changing and that they're evolving and they don't want to go through that pain. I'd much rather suffer with the, with the physical pain. Cause I got at least got some ibuprofen for that. Like, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so, There's a quick fix, right? There's a quick yeah. fix. <laughs> and it's like, but I didn't fix it. Like, it's so then it comes back next month. It was a quick delay. And then that way your, your higher self, your inner being is saying, I'm just waiting on you. Yeah. I'm just waiting for whenever you're ready. Like, right. And so it's, <laughs> I find that when you can actually like use the cycle in that way of helping somebody to, to get to that, to get to that what do you want like to for somebody to kind of to be there saying you can and simply because this is what you desire it exists right it exists already yeah all it is is holding that space for you to bring it to you now and then it's just being guided by what's happening in your cycle yeah and so it's so powerful it's extremely powerful. And this is why I say that period bypassing occurs because if we don't, if you knew that, imagine if you knew that as a young girl, mm-hmm. imagine if you knew all of what information was contained in the menstrual cycle, right? As a young girl, like say generations ago, that of those, those women knew too. This is what I see would have happened there would have been more women pushing for legislation to cover, um, to demand that the way our food is processed and the way that our, our everything is done would have been into higher standards, right? Mm-hmm. There would have been more demands of full disclosure about the effects of birth control. There would have been more demands and legislation, right, about the cosmetics industry and changing what the standards are at least for us in the u.s right mm. and so like there that meant those demands actually meant that these women knew and were aware of their cycles that meant that they all came together and they supported each other that all meant that they were um aware that self-awareness actually meant she was beginning to establish healthy boundaries mm. with other people and that meant she had the confidence to implement that that is powerful yeah so i feel like we you don't want that we don't want them to 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 do all that right because we can't control or manipulate them anymore so what better way than hmm let me tell you how you can plug it up with these tampons of trash and synthetic chemicals and fragrances that's all going to overload your system um let me tell you how you can stop this period that you don't really need quote unquote um but 
your digestive system is going to be all jacked up and messed up. Um, Let me give you, you know, unequal pay um, that makes you think that you have to be and act like a man in order to get that. And then now you're overstressing yourself. Um, But let me also do this where you might feel ostracized because you're pregnant and or or that you had a baby. but all of that internal stress, if you thinking that you have to do X, Y, Z, once again, trying to be man-like, um, quote unquote, like now you're set up for females having the highest diagnosis of autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. Like all of these different things. It's set up where you're not listening to me and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And like, that's my beef with the whole, you know, I want a seat at the table. Screw that. Like at the table with the people that don't even want to sit with me. Like <laughs> I'm like, that's kinda like in middle school, right? Like everybody's like, I wanna be at that table. Like, you know, whatever. No, nah, I'm good because you you don't want to see me as I am. So you know what? I'm gonna build my own empire. I'm gonna shine my own light. And through that light, I'm going to attract those that will build with yeah. me what it is that I desire. Right. So it's kind of like be down for the menstrual health, you down for the menstrual health. <laughs> like, yeah. And so like and and I don't believe in the like I don't believe in the oh men don't need men don't get it, they don't need to know about this, or we don't need to teach our boys and blah blah blah. That's crap because those are also people that are voting. Those are also yeah. people that are writing bills, those are also like there's actual use like into actually educating them as well and i mean just even more simpler than that is like a man will be a father one day and potentially will have a little girl who has to you know who has a period and it's really important that that parent knows how to educate their child properly when it comes to menstrual cycles Mm -hmm. and you know but yeah no I mean sadly it's mostly men who are writing these bills still to this day and they need to be educated too like everybody does because it affects us all right everyone right and it's it's like you want to make sure that they get it right Mm -hmm. and it's I, I got inspired this week um after having a conversation with somebody um where I, I vacillate between do I really feel like I want to have a conversation with a partner or not? Like, cause you know, I'm, I'm working with women for fertility mm, okay. and um, it's like, it's taken some time for me to even myself kind of figure out what to talk about, like how to navigate this conversation with them because you know, to, to, from our perspective, why don't you get this? Like, this is like really important and blah, blah, blah. But then like to sit there and try to get them to understand, like that it's just like this passive, a, a lot of them take like a very passive seat when mm-hmm. it comes to the fertility. And, um, you know, they're like, I'm so, they may express that they're stressed out because you're stressed out about yeah. what whatever's happening or not happening um and then at the same time it's like i get that they're also like the types that you'd want to explain what are the benefits right and so i sit there and i talk to them and i'm 
I had as very, this conversation I will say was one of the best ones. Um, because it's like when you explain it, that this is beyond just trying to get conceived. Like this is beyond that. If you tell me that as a male, talk to me in numbers. <laughs> That's yeah. why I get them. They talk, they're like, talk to me in numbers. They want statistics. Talk to me yeah. in facts and blah, 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 right? And so it's kind of like, all right, well, let's, let's jam then, right? And I'm like, I'm going, if this fertility thing is something that you, you're saying that you want to support, that you don't get why she's doing X, Y, Z. I'm like, let me tell you, if you actually can get you healthier and her healthier, I was like, it takes a sperm and an egg, right, to create a baby. And I said, already right now, just societally, there's a lot of burden and weight on women. And she feels that pressure. In most fertility cases, she's the one who's feeling like she's got to do everything. Mm. Meanwhile, you're just kind of like giving her grief about supplements, giving her grief about herbs, giving her grief about going to these appointments and, and all of this stuff, right? When in actuality, what it is that she's trying to do is actually create an environment where her physical environment is going to be conducive to housing the growth of another being mm. that is going to take time that's going to take effort and it's like you can help with that i said the attention the attention that you pay preconception right and understanding the menstrual health issues like yeah. don't period bypass her by picking on her about the pms that might be happening mm. or like no those are signs that she needs some support with her menstrual cycle yeah. and if you are wanting to expand your family that needs to be addressed so instead of picking on her why don't you from that front seat view offer support into how can we help you get there right mm. and i'm like when you have those when you focus on preconception health and pre-pregnancy health, statistically shows birth, birth is better, it's less stressful, right? Postpartum recovery is better, right? What does that really mean? And you want your numbers, that means that, oh, that induction and each one of those steps for the induction that was gonna be extra on your bill aren't there. Yeah. Or, oh, that home birth, or using a midwife that was actually going to be cheaper than an OBGYN and an anesthesiologist and then a nurse and then a lab tech and then like <laughs> all of yeah. these other people actually ends up being less. That postpartum recovery time, right, where oh, she actually does feel supported and is recovering literally better. She, she, whatever and whenever it is that she wants to go back to work, if she's working, then she can in, an, in a much better, healthier way. The number of appointments, the number of additional testing, that all adds up, right? Yeah. But we can decrease that and minimize that by focusing on preconception. And so it's like, if you really want to know the numbers, there you go. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a little harder here in Canada because we don't have to pay for those things, but you guys yeah. in the States, yeah, we'll we get do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But like, what I know, unfortunately, move to Canada. Um, <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> not in 
Vancouver. Not in Vancouver. It's not. It's oh, not. it's not. No, oh, it's okay. a bit. It's a bit rainy and miserable sometimes, but it's not as bad as the rest of Canada. Um, oh, okay. anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, I'm in what? Florida, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. I know we don't get the heat like Florida does, but. But it's still nice. Um, what other ways do you think we can educate, you know, young girls and men? Like, where should we start? Like, where should it start? What age? Where? Who should do that? What other things can we put in place to make sure young women are educated and empowered about their mm. menstrual cycle? So first thing being that first exposure is going to be in the home. So... <laughs> literally not picking on your partner about them PMSing like the way that you frame it is the way that you, child boy girl whatever like they're going to start to adapt and be programmed mm -hmm. to this is what they are supposed to be doing yeah how they should react um, mm -hmm. right um the other thing is that especially for those that are at actually being they're the ones that are bleeding like don't hide your pads don't hide your cups don't hide your tampons like you know don't hide any of that simply by not hiding it you're saying that this is a part of my natural life like it's just mm -hmm. as much as the roll of toilet paper that we use for our poop and our bees mm -hmm. sitting right there right mm -hmm. um and so then they begin to see like it's oh i don't have to hide it like it's nothing that i really need to hide right and like another thing is if there's bleeding like and i'm talking about the oh my gosh i scraped my knee bleed or mm -hmm. oh i cut my finger instead try to maintain some composure of oh looks like you cut yourself like mm -hmm. let's just go ahead and clean this up versus Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my gosh! You're about like, to die! Like freaking out! Yeah, about right. blood. Because yeah. blood in general—that's mm -hmm. the association. Mm -hmm. So then, when yeah. she sees blood, right, there is an okayness, if that's a word, mm -hmm. with it is nice, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. with seeing and being with blood. Mm -hmm. That's a really right? good point. I never like thought about that before even though I knew the association just like to kind of not overreact when you do see regular blood will yeah. then help you know for people not to overreact when they see period blood yeah that's a like really point it's if you can do that like mm -hmm. those are all great ways when they're and you notice that all of those were nonverbal ways mm -hmm. because we learn non-verbally they're picking up on your nonverbal cues and programs all the time yeah so those are those are those ways now if you are moving forward like in there getting older and whatnot like one of the other things is that parents tend to think that they have to immediately jump to sex if they have to talk about the menstrual cycle mm. So, um, yeah, they get like, they don't want to talk about it or it'll be like, okay, so you just started your period. So you can get pregnant. So we're going to put mm -hmm. you on birth control. Yeah. When you go that route, <laughs> right. When you go that route, first of all, you just made it seem like her getting pregnant was a hundred percent her fault. That goes back to that burden that I was saying yeah. that people want to place on women and make it seem like we're the only responsible ones. 
when really it took a sperm and an egg, right? Yep. So you're then saying like, that's the only thing that's really happening about the period is that there's, she can get pregnant. Um, and so then you're like, we're going to put you on some birth control. And what happens then, she does not actually know who she is because studies do actually show that when you're on birth control, you really, you miss your perceptions of yourself and those around you changes. Yeah. So she actually really doesn't know who she is on that inner being level. Um, she also had her uh, own natural hormones that are still trying to figure their way out because she's pre-adolescent, moving into adolescence. They're still trying to figure themselves out. And actually, those hormones don't just go to the menstrual cycle. They go to other areas. They go to our gut, right? Our gut, that's our immune system, right? So that's also... The way that we think, the way that we feel, that's our dopamine, that's our serotonin, like all of that's being related. That's affecting our sleep patterns. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's affecting our bones. These girls that have been on birth control since they were like eight because they were scared that they started their periods at eight and they are losing their teeth as teenagers. Really? They are having fractures mm-hmm. of, as teenagers because it really does affect even the growth of your bones, they're still growing. Mm. And then like you, if you move past that as an adult and then now you're trying to expand your family and she doesn't even know, she doesn't even know what the heck cervical mucus is. She doesn't even know what ovulation is. She doesn't even know when that's happening. Right. And, and so if you can just understand, you don't necessarily have to talk about sex just because there's the menstrual cycle. And to really frame it that the menstrual cycle is a healthy, it's a sign, it's a sign of health. Yeah. And uh, it, it happens. Right. And so like, if you're out there like looking at books and looking for people and things like that, I highly encourage looking at like seeing that they take the holistic perspective. Right. Because, um, I was just looking at something recently somebody had sent me and because I'm getting ready to speak at a teen health fair. Um, and the site like looks good. Right. And it's supposed to be the site for the teens to go to feel comfortable and blah, blah, blah. And then you know what my problem is. <laughs> There's not full disclosure about these options for pregnancy prevention. Hmm. Not once in there did anything ever share about what's happening in the menstrual cycle and that there are really about these few days that you're most fertile. Yeah. Not anything in there talked about the full disclosure of the effects of the birth control options. Yeah. Right. And, and so like, you really want to take a look at that. There's not many people that do talk about it. Like I'm one of them. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah. It's like, you really need to get, informed i mean i went on birth control i'm trying to remember i was 18 or 19 i really didn't have a clue what the effects were and i took it for i don't know something maybe like 10 years and i was on the pill and uh thankfully it didn't i know there's some people who it just kind of makes their hormones and their emotions crazy and it wasn't that bad for me but one thing like when i came off the pill 
it's strange. I started to feel different about the partner that I was with and had been with for a long time. And I heard that's documented, right? Then I studied that this was a thing. And I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) So like, I was lucky that it didn't really affect me that I've known that I know of and like a kind of harsh way. Cause I know it can affect women in a, a kind of a negative way, depending on the person. But even just that, I was like, that's so weird. And like, it's crazy. And I've heard it numerous times. And yeah, it's just, just that small thing for me was even the biggest kind of like, dear God, I wish someone had said that it may, like, maybe they didn't know back when I went on the hill that this was a thing, I don't know. But yeah, it's just like, so much just wasn't really explained. I think the biggest concern they had talked to me about was, oh, you might gain some weight. Weight. That, that was it really yeah. that was the only thing that they were like yeah this might happen and I was like oh okay I guess I'll just try and be extra careful and make sure I work out or something so that yeah. was the only only thing that was mentioned to me when I was a teen and I think I learned more I went to a nutrition school and I learned more about the contraceptive pill there and then and that's when I decided to come off it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In the, <laughs> not laughing at yeah, your but, experience. But no, it, it I just a, find that very. It's kind of funny, like that. Like, oh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Come off the pill, and you feel completely different about someone. Right. And think about all of what they're talking about, especially with like millennials feeling like they like dating is so hard. Mm-hmm. I want to know how many of them are on you control. <laughs> that would be really interesting research I mean I wonder if it's out there already maybe I'll take a poke around and see if I can see anything but if not that would be really interesting research like really interesting let me know if you find anything because like I really yeah like it's the like the millennial being that like you gotta hit the birth control like I feel like though we're I feel like we're the last generation where that might be like the go-to um, mm-hmm. as far as birth control because I'm finding that like the gen, I think they're Gen Z. Gen yes, Z, I think we're on, yeah, <laughs> we're getting well, yeah. yeah, they are like because of us starting to really share all of these mm-hmm. things with them. Like it's almost like they're kind of listening in a way, yeah. and like so they're freely talking about periods yeah. and and stuff like that and they're seeing the effects of birth control that we're having. And so like, they're kind of like, I think they're having a different, um, definitely a different experience in learning from from us talking about it. So that's really cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing how powerful this has been incredibly eye-opening and um thank you so much before we do wrap this up though uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast oh my yes. bypassing podcast yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you can learn more if anyone who's listening to this definitely can learn more on this yeah. topic by listening tuning into your podcast so how can people find it uh, so it's you can go to periodbypassing.com um, and listen to it there and I understand some people use some apps, so it's on um, Google po- Google Podcasts, yeah, and then um, Google Play, Stitcher, um, Apple's getting finicky, so it's Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. <laughs> so it's available there. But really, like, if you just want the easiest, simplest, just go to periodbypassing.com, and then um, 
even if you actually subscribe, then at least you'll get some notifications. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I send little love notes and um, building out like <laughs> building out my blog of note, like just I call it I call it like flow spired. Nice. Inspired <laughs> I love it. Notes of love to you. And so yeah. like, like, like literally you'll see that they're almost like written out like is this just how I'm feeling right now and I feel like you need this message like whoever this is and yeah. it's just like written that way you know um but at least on the podcast is really like exploring period by passing and like what does it really mean in depth and um that's like season one like really setting the foundations and then um, season two is bringing in guests that are really sharing their experiences with menstrual health and then like not just like what is the ugh, all the time, but like really how has that shaped them and yeah. how has it like inspired them to do what they do for themselves and then also like for others and greater humanity. Like I said, we're all connected. So like yeah. whatever we're doing is really magnified and affecting somebody's or something else. You just may not see it right now, but like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing it, you know? So oh. yeah, that, and it's fun. Oh, and then I should point out, it's not just like the random, like just talking about period bypassing stuff. I have fun talking about food. So you'll learn Ooh, how awesome. to like feed, feed your cycle, like with Ooh, different foods and beverages. Like, that's yeah. really cool. <laughs> I feel like I need that for sure because I'm one of these people I really like warming heavy foods I grew up in Scotland so you know we're the land of fish and chips and greasiness and it, sometimes it's hard to get away from that just because that's where the nostalgia and the comfort lies but I know that when it comes to my cycle like dear god that's what I should avoid right so it's like just knowing how to kind of nourish myself yeah during that time it's really important but not that many people that I know of anyway kind of you know talk about that so that's great yeah. and you should oh my gosh like if you're already talking and you're feeling the warmth in the soups uh like you're totally already feeling what it is that you need you just got to do mm -hmm. it and then like you're like where you're at you already described that it can be like kind of rainy and miserable and like yeah. that can explain how the cycle is presenting itself mm -hmm. to you in correlation to the environment yeah. so it's like no you don't want the greasy fried foods because that's dampening just like the yeah. damp environment that you're already in so it's like yes it's gonna feel worse in your physical body yeah. if you were to put them together so it's like yeah totally go with the, the broths and the soups and then yeah. throw in some onions and throw in some ginger and like allow all of that to work through and get uh, all of that like going in. Oh, that yeah. I just bought an instant pot, so <gasps> Yay! that's going to be really fun to do like nice soups and stuff. I'm so excited. I digress, but uh, I will post. Um, make sure to post links to your website and to your podcast on Apple Podcasts too, so that our listeners can tune in. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, Denisa. This yes. has been. <laughs> inspiring eye-opening and a lot of fun to talk to you Yay. so thank you you're welcome thank you <laughs>
Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Uncomfortable. If you enjoyed our conversation, please make sure that you head over to Denicia's website to find out more about period bypassing. You can find her at deniciahilton.com and periodbypassing.com. She also has the Period Bypassing podcast, which you can find on libsyn.com. And do not worry, I will post all of these links in the show notes so that you can make sure to follow along. Now don't miss our next episode which is going to come out next week on periods with another amazing guest and I'm just going to keep you guessing by not telling you who it is but I am really excited about this episode too so make sure to tune into Uncomfortable the podcast next week. As always we'd love to know what you thought of our conversation. Head over to the comments section on our website, uncomfortable.blog, or on any of our social media channels. We're on Facebook and Instagram at uncomfortable.blog and Twitter at uncomfy underscore podcast. We believe that you have the right to say what you want. However, we would appreciate it if you keep all comments respectful. Now you can support our podcast by signing up to be a patron and pledging as small as a couple of dollars per month so that we can keep on running. For more information, visit uncomfortable.blog forward slash donate. Thanks again for listening. Now get out there and get uncomfortable.